In radio KCAW Sitka. It's our the fourth day of our winter membership drive, and we're going into local news in just a couple of minutes. But you can still call in to get in on that salmon shares match, salmon shares match at seven four seven five eight seven seven, or go online at kcaw.org. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, December 10th, 2020. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Sitka reported one new coronavirus case on Wednesday. The man is in his 40s and was experiencing symptoms when he took a test on Tuesday. His case is classified as secondary, which means he had known contact with someone who tested positive for the coronavirus. Contact tracing is complete and he's isolating in Sitka, according to the city dashboard. Sitka remains in the high alert zone with a 14-day rolling case of 3.5. As of Wednesday evening, nine cases in Sitka were considered active. The city and borough of Yakutat announced a new case of COVID-19 on Wednesday. The Yakutat Community Health Center is conducting contact tracing and believes the new case is tied to another positive announced on Monday, the community's first in more than six weeks. The person is experiencing symptoms, according to a press release from the Yakutat Incident Command. That brings Yakutat's total reported cases up to 12 based on past KCAW reporting. In response to the two new cases, the clinic is hosting free drive through testing on Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. The town of Tanneke Springs saw its first ferry in more than five months last night after the completion of a new city dock. Float planes and private vessels provided the only transportation while the state constructed the $11 million project. But as KCAW's Aaron McKinstry reports, some Tanneke residents worry that the new facility won't get the use it was intended for. The ferry is a lifeline for the 100-person town of Tenneke Springs. It's a cheaper and more reliable way to get groceries, access health care, and bring in tourism. But without a functional dock, the boats can't come. Getting a new one after more than 40 years is a big deal for the community, says Tenneke Harbormaster Dan Martin. It pretty much means the world to us because the other dock was well beyond its service life and uh, it was falling apart. It was getting to the point where... Probably the barge services weren't going to come in here anymore. The new dock will improve pedestrian and vehicular access and allow two new ferries to visit the community, the Hubbard and the Taslina. This thing is uh, pretty skookum. I think you could probably tie the Queen Mary up to it. But Tenneke Mayor Dan Kennedy hopes they actually get regular ferry service to put it to use. Tenneke used to receive two ferries a week on average. Then last winter, the town went nine months without one, after Governor Dunleavy's administration slashed the marine highway system budget and drastically reduced sailings around Alaska. This winter's schedule is better than last year's, but not good enough, Kennedy says, especially in the winter months when weather makes float plane service unreliable. People need medications and get into the doctor and things like that, and Uh, Without the ferry in the winter, you just can't really count on anything. Alaska Marine Highway System spokesperson Sam Dapsevich says the lighter winter ferry schedule is due to decreased demand and revenue brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. But what future ferry service to Tenneke and other southeast Alaska communities will look like once the pandemic is over is still up in the air. Before the pandemic began, coastal communities around the state were advocating fiercely for a return to full service. A recent report from a group tasked with reshaping the future of the ferry system recommended the state construct a road from Tenneke to Huna so residents could use their ferry terminal. 
But Kennedy says he doesn't see that as a viable option. I think this whole Huna Road idea is definitely years out. You know, the other thing is nobody here has a car. We're set up on a trail. There's no room for a car. Yeah, it's just absurd to think that uh, we could drive to get on a ferry in Huna. So why invest millions of dollars in new construction for a dock that could see very little use? Spokesperson Dapsevich says the state prioritized the project because the dock had reached the end of its useful life and the funding was set in motion long before the contract was awarded in December. At the time when the decision was made to do it, that project was considered a priority and so it was moved forward. The ferry Lacanti is scheduled to visit Teneke around three times a month until mid-February. Then, several communities around Southeast will experience a two-month gap in service while the ferry is being overhauled. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Erin McKinstry. Alaska Airlines is slowly restoring capacity over most of its routes, but it will remain a smaller airline than it was in 2019, at least for a while. The company's director of community marketing in the state spoke recently as a part of the Sitka Chamber of Commerce's Fall Speaker Series. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The nation's airlines were among the hardest-hit industries by the pandemic. A huge infusion of government relief funding softened the landing, but most people probably never grasped the scale of the crash. Alaska Airlines was the nation's fifth-largest airline in 2019. A year later, Scott Haberstad said things had been scaled back dramatically. We had to park 66% of our fleet, or about 156 airplanes. Finding long-term parking for that many aircraft is incredibly difficult, much more difficult than one might imagine. Today, we've brought back many of those aircraft, but not all. And we will be a smaller airline and we'll be a smaller airline for a while until demand returns to where it needs to be to bring the entire fleet back. At bottom, Haberstad said Alaska's daily passenger traffic dropped from a typical 140,000 passengers a day to 5,000 at a loss of about $5 million a day. Since then, the carrier has been working to right-size its business and to position itself to rebuild when traffic returns to pre-pandemic levels, if it ever does. Haberstad's presentation was about 10 minutes long. Most of his time was spent answering questions from the audience on Zoom. One Sitkin said that she was afraid to fly on the Boeing 737 MAX after a pair of fatal crashes in 2018 grounded the plane until only recently. Haberstad, a pilot himself, tried to reassure her. The MAX is part of our fleet. We are not operating them yet, but we will eventually operate them. Personally, as a pilot, I believe it's going to be one of the safest aircraft in the world now because of all the heightened scrutiny around it. And uh, what we plan to do is we've got a strong communication program going out, and you'll be able to see what flights are the 737 MAXs and which ones aren't. And if you want to take another flight, Um, or another airplane on us, be it the 800, the 700, or the 900, that opportunity will be available to you. And um, the likelihood that the MAX goes into Sidka anytime soon is very small. The benefit of the MAX is it's got long legs, we like to say, or it travels long distances really well, and it's very fuel efficient. So you'll see it on the Transcon flights more than you'd see it through Southeast in our milk runs. Another resident questioned Alaska's fare structure. She asked why airfares between Sitka and Seattle were six times more than between Seattle and San Diego. Although Haberstad disputed that fares were six times greater out of Sitka, he said that lower fares elsewhere were a function of the number of seats for sale. He also said that Sitka was regularly included in the airline's discount offers. It is not our goal to gouge folks. Um, It 
because it's not in our best interest. The fairs that we're talking about coming up for the summer right now, they're good for summer. And I would encourage our uh, lodges in Sitka, and I would encourage our, um, you know, um, and six-pack license and other folks, other tour operators, to start tracking those and start sending those messages out to their guests. Haberstad said that Alaska would continue to block middle seats, require face coverings for all passengers, and deep clean aircraft between flights for the indefinite future. He said there was a direct correlation between a spike in coronavirus cases in a region and a decrease in bookings. He said the airline, like many businesses, was planning to make the best of an uncertain future. You know, COVID's going to be a part of our summer this year. There's no question in my mind. It won't be as big of a part as it was last summer. But charter fishing, things like the traveler excursion opportunities that Sidka and the rest of Southeast Alaska and all of Alaska, I guess, have to offer allows that social distancing opportunity. And there is no doubt in my mind that that this summer will be a much better visitor summer than last summer. Haberstad said that there was pent-up demand for summer tourism in the state and that Alaska Airlines was well-poised to take advantage of that. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. And now we have a clarification. In yesterday morning's story about CARES Act funding, we said around 178 business applications were approved in the second wave of local business and nonprofit grants. We received updated numbers from the grant analyst. 179 businesses applied for the second wave of CARES Act funding. 147 of them were deemed eligible and will receive grant funding. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Thank you so much, Aaron. And we are back with our winter membership drive, and we have some announcements and thank yous to make. Catherine, can you can you tell us what's up? Yeah, man, we were able to meet the Sitka Salmon Shares match of $1,000, and we are so thrilled at everyone. <laughs> morning. It's a big <laughs> celebration. Thank you, everyone. That's really exciting. Um, Eric, you wanted to thank the Alaska Education Yes, I would like to really thank uh, Jerry Zugan and uh, Alaska Marine Safety Education, which provides another great service, keeping us fishermen and uh, other outdoor enthusiasts and boaters uh, safe. And uh, thank you so much, Alaska Marine Safety Education Association. And... uh, Wow, that is really cool. We uh, we got that match, but we have a ways to go. Our goal for this uh, hour is four thousand bucks, um, and um, I have put in uh, two hundred and fifty dollars for uh, my business. I got a salmon, and so I'll match your donations up to two hundred and fifty dollars starting right now. <laughs> 